giddy up, folks, because the Racing Pod is new and it's available every Friday for Off The Ball members. Join me, John Duggan and Johnny Ward for previews, analysis, tips, stories and crack. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Off The Ball Breakfast. Ireland's Sports Breakfast Show. Uh, 18 minutes past nine and you're very welcome back to the show. Nicola Friday, good morning to you. Good morning, how are you? I'm flying out, how are you getting on? Congratulations on the Guinness Rugby Riders Player of the Year uh, award picked up yesterday. Congrats. Thank you very much, thank you. It must have felt like a very um, nice thing to be the full stop on your your time with Ireland. Yeah, I suppose I kind of rounded it all off kind of nicely for me um, to end the season, well, my season on two awards, one with RPI and one with Guinness Riders. So it was a, it's a nice way to finish out. Yeah. Just given, obviously, events last year, because we want to talk to you a little bit about that. Obviously, your departure from an Ireland scene is sort of six, seven months ago now. I'm sure it feels like very old news. Why do we have to talk about this thing again? But um, I do think that, like, everything that has gone on around Irish rugby over the last while, it serves to maybe pick through the bones. But, but will you just remind us, uh, Nicola, if you don't mind, obviously the RFU contracts came out in 2022, um, possibly added to the difficulty of, of your own situation playing for Exeter. But will you just remind us about how all that came about and why you made that decision? Um, just for me, I suppose it felt like it was the right time. Um, like there wasn't, a, a, for, I'm set up quite well kind of here in Exeter and I've established myself like a a, a nice life. Um, and I suppose for me, I felt if I, if I couldn't go home and take if I wasn't in a position to go home and take a contract and like other factors like that, like I, I couldn't see myself st- like, stay, like staying until the next World Cup. So mm. for me, it felt like the right time at the end of last year, Six Nations, just to, to step away. Um, and I suppose I've been, I've been a part of the squad for about seven years and I just felt like it had kind of come to a natural end for me. I, I'd, I'd always said that I'd want to, like, I'd fully commit, like, in terms of giving my giving it my all to Ireland for how many years, however many years. But then there comes a point where you want to start focusing back on, I suppose, the, your real life. I suppose, like your your job, your your family, your friends. Like, I, I get like we I gave up and they gave up so much for me to allow me to do all that for so long. So I think there comes a time where you have to start thinking about everything else apart from rugby. Yeah, and I don't think anybody would fault you for that. Was there, like, was it a gradual thing for you, Nicola? It sounds like it might have been... Yeah, I suppose, like, when I think back, like, the the disappointment of not going to a World Cup, like, that's always something that I look back on and think, mm. I, I, as a career goal, I would have loved to have gone to a World Cup and to have not got that opportunity. Um, missing that one, the one in New Zealand kind of... It, it it was it was a tough one to take, and then I suppose looking down and like thinking would I, I be make it to the next World Cup and this in the next cycle? I just kind of I knew that I I, I probably wouldn't, so I didn't want to. I I, I keep put like stick, stick it out until the, like it was kind of too late. So I kind of I I was playing good rugby last year and in terms of everything that I wanted else I wanted to achieve with Ireland. Like I've I've captained the team. I've I've played in Six Nations. I've played in like November series. Like I've kind of done a lot that I'm very proud of and 
Mm. I felt like that it was it was just my time. I think you've spoken before, Nicola, as well, and that that family side of things as well. We're talking about you know missing birthdays or weddings or whatever it might be, or just normal things that people do in their off time. Um, like was that a light bulb moment for you? As in, at some point, you just realised I can't keep missing all these life moments, uh, you know, for family or friends or whatever it might be, or was it more of a gradual thing? I think like you when you're when you're within the setup you you're giving it your all so you know that it comes with sacrifices and you and you're happy to make those sacrifices if it means you get to wear the jersey and i i did that for years and i was lucky that everyone understood the reasons why i was missing things like that and you know we were all missing it, it wasn't just that i was missing these events like the whole team when you're in it you're in it for for like for for all of it so like you're not you're not thinking about those things, you're thinking about what's best for the team. So it just kind of, it wasn't that I got fed up with it. I just think it kind of, my priorities in life kind of started to shift. And I just kind of, instead of like thinking about what weekend have I got off rugby, I kind of want to kind of move to a stage in my life where, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, I can do anything on that weekend. It doesn't, it doesn't matter about rugby, but I think it just kind of, it just kind of came to a point for me where I just wanted to kind of focus back on, on those, that side of things and that side of life. And, and it just kind of felt like the right time. Uh, that might partially answer my next question, Nicola, but obviously it has been so well documented about the uh, quality or lack of facilities and um, uh, terms and conditions for uh, female players in Ireland. If, if those things are to change over the coming years, you're still only 28, very young, Possibly, you know, a lot of a lot of players have played for another ten years at international level. If those things were to change, notwithstanding the comments you've just made about the factors in your own personal life um, down the track, is that something that you see coming back into the Irish game at some level for yourself? Um, not at the moment. I, um, I like I've spoken about wanting to progress my career and that kind of side of things. So I think it's very hard to find. I've been lucky in my whole time with Ireland that I've had employers that have been really understanding in terms of time off and like like additional annual leave to cover kind of international tournaments and things like that. And it takes a very a very special employer to kind of allow for for all of that. And I think at this for me now, I want to kind of go full time into whenever like whenever like I finish a chiefs as well whenever that may be that I go full time into working and and establishing myself that side of my life and kind of progressing that side of my life because it's been something that I've kept kind of ticking over over the last few years but now I want to I want to progress that side of things as well agri business yeah (laughs) (laughs) what's the a lot of arable land in in Devon I believe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a nice spot, so it is. <laughs> um, and and do you see yourself, well, you know, look at who knows what the future holds again, even in terms of Exeter, there could be gone to so many years left with that, but like are you enjoying life over there to the point that that could be your future into the future or how do you see that? Um, I'm enjoying my time here at the moment and um, my partner, he plays for Exeter Chiefs as well, so we're at the moment we're we're both quite settled here, but you just don't know kind of what each season will bring for for either one of us. So, um, we're settled here for the moment, but we'll have to just wait and see. Yeah, I'm sure it helps having uh, Lena Maloney and Adele McMahon around as well. Yeah, it's nice to have a few Irish accents. 
What um, just in terms of the differences between your time with like Connacht and Ireland in terms of facilities? Because it's a conversation we come back to, and we're going to come back to, I'm sure, even more over the coming months, just in relation to the Six Nations, particularly like you know um, the disparity, let's say, between you know the the haves and the have-nots in the in the women's Six Nations. What are the differences that you've noticed, or like are the things that you're looking at that you know? Obviously, there's going to be a change. David Humphreys is coming in with the IRFU over the next little while. Are the things that you've noticed that are wins easier otherwise for, for Irish rugby from your time with Connacht in Ireland and your time now in the English system? Um, I think the establishment of the Celtic Cup is a big a big positive. Um, like if we think about like two or three years ago, like we would have been using club matches to prep us for a Six Nations and now the girls are getting to play players that they potentially could be involved in a Six Nations squad, and it's only it's grown again from last year. So I think uh, that tournament has the potential to to really be a useful tool in preparation for Six Nations, because um, I think any any game time at, at a at a higher level will kind of prep you better for Six Nations. And um, mm-hmm. so I think that that's a, a a big positive, and like. I think the contracting system is it's that was a huge positive step and I think it was continued kind of to find its feet over the next few years and and really develop into hopefully something that works well for the players and that they feel like that they are getting the most out of it so I think that there's positive things in place and as time goes on it will grow it's just that whether we grow fast enough to catch up with the likes of England and France because we have the players, we have a huge talented pool of players, but it's just about us getting working as a, like I suppose a cohesive unit. And I think the WXB was a really good stepping stone, but I do think that we need to definitely be aiming to get into WXB too, and um, to get more kind of I suppose challenging matches. So I think that there's a lot of things that are there at the moment that are positives, but we just have to be pushing on each each tournament I suppose Is there an acceptance Nicola as well sometimes that uh, maybe the odd tournament has to be sacrificed like say the last couple of Six Nations campaigns you look at the average age of the Irish team and, and even some of the players that were coming on to the, the, the panel in last year's Six Nations so so young which you know mightn't pay off immediately but over the next three four years perhaps you could see the, the fruits of that maybe Yeah definitely and I think there's like talks of like an under twenty system coming in as well, like a tournament. And I think if we can get involved in those kind of things, like that's just only going to give them more and more time so that it doesn't feel as daunting when they're stepping out onto a six nations pitch for the first time. Um, but like all those girls that played in the six, six nations last year, like they're all extremely talented players. So, and like, if I think back to whenever I first started, I was nineteen twenty, and like, they're 18, 17, 18, some of them. And like, you know, like they're just so far ahead of where I would have been as a player back then. And like, I think it's, it's only going to, like they have nearly probably 15, 20 years of career there that they wanted it. And I think that that's a huge positive because we're getting them in so, so young that they can only get better and better each, each season. Yeah. And I, uh, I know you've a top of the table clash as well against Saracens tomorrow. Yeah, that's going to be, it's a big one for us um, and it's up in Stone X so that's always a tough place to go so it should make for uh, hopefully a good match. 
Yeah, there's a little bit of daylight, I think, between yourselves and uh, the rest of the pack. It could well be a bit of a ding-dong over the rest of the season. Um, Nick Lee, you've been very good with your time. Uh, congratulations again on the award. Uh, just just achievement. And um, I know it won't be the last we've heard of you uh, on a rugby pitch either. We really appreciate you taking the time this morning. Thanks a million. Off the ball, breakfast. Ireland's Sports Breakfast Show.